0: Welcome to Travelog, the podcast of Conde Nast Traveler. I'm Laura Redman, summing in for Brad Brittman, and we are here at Conde headquarters at One World Trade Center in New York City. And we have a kind of trifecta of super moms, uh, or Mm MILFs, here today. We've got (laughs) (laughs) Editor-in-Chief Pilar Guzman, Features Director Alex Postman, and Deputy Editor Lauren DiCarlo. And we're here to talk about something that's very close to our hearts, very personal. It's what we do when we are not here, and uh, it's traveling with our families. We just put up a monster package online called 18 Summers, The Ultimate Guide to Not Wasting a Single Vacation with Your Kids. That was all you, DiCarlo. That's a nice head. <laughs> but It is uh, the kind of package that we hope you return to over and over again. It has the kind of trip we hope you consider taking with your kid every year. There's 18 summers with them from birth to when you drop them off and they kind of give you a nonchalant wave in their dorm room. and. You know, you don't want to waste a minute, really. But, PG, this came from you. What was the origin?
1: Yeah, I think I think you nailed it. I think this idea of, you know, it goes by in a blink, those early days um, when you have an infant and you're up in all hours of the night. It's hard to imagine even... Putting them into a car seat, let alone an airplane seat, and traveling across continents and bodies of water, mm. and so you know this was one of these things where we just we wanted to take stock, and we were all at different stages of our parenting life cycles, mm-hmm. and um, two of us have older kids, and two of us have younger kids, and I think it's unimaginable during some of those early days that you would actually strap a baby on your back and you know yeah. climb Machu Picchu or or even just take a flight period so that was sort of you know the beginning and just the poignancy of this notion that you only have 18 summers and if your kid is 9 9 of them are over <laughs> you know you're 50% through and that's hard to imagine because they still feel like a little kid so We really started there and we really wanted to make this both incredibly inspiring but also incredibly tactical. It's that there, you know, we want to give permission to those parents who want to take a baby step, no pun intended, (laughs) on their first, second, or third trip with their with their child. And then also give people permission and the tools with which to reach. And I think that's maybe even the more important part because we all take the baby steps and we all really want to reach. Anybody who is listening to this podcast or engages with any of our platforms as somebody who wants Wants to push themselves a little further yeah. and especially with children and you mm-hmm. will find as time goes on that it gets easier and easier and then you get to reach a little bit higher harder mm-hmm. and so that's sort of where we started so yeah.
0: um laura you're coming off of um We've, you know you have a one uh, she's got two. almost oh my God, she two? 15 months Sorry. and no she you know she acts like she's two i want to go to the doctor and be like can i have a <laughs> you know a three major at 13 months 14 months she's attitude she has opinions already but um <laughs> No, we've been really lucky. We've traveled with her a lot. You mentioned strapping your baby to your back, going to Machu Picchu. That's what um, Sophia did. We have this beautiful photo of um, one of our contributors, Chufi, who literally took her six-month-old on a hike up the Incan Trail. And I'm sitting here like, I went to Paris. And I'm pretty proud of going to Paris with But at least you went to Paris. Yeah. I mean,
2: as the mother of a two-year-old, I have <laughs> severe anxiety about traveling with
0: Charlie. And what is it? Ex- like it's well, the one thing.
2: It's it's a lot of things. I think it's like the it's the acknowledgement that you're not traveling in the same way that you used to travel, which yeah. is it's sort of sad a yeah. little bit. Mm. Um, and I, I and I get anxiety thinking about being in a place and feeling like I don't know how to have this trip. I don't know how to have the trip that I used to have and
3: you th- won't have the trip yeah. that I, used to I, have. Know, so I know I <laughs> know
2: but, but, and, and I'm okay with that but I think like the great thing about what we pulled together in this package I think is showing that it's okay for the first couple of years to rent a house and go to a place and invite your in-laws and your siblings to come because it You need help. The support system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you just honestly, like, all I want to do is sleep in and have some drinks and not wake up at five or six in the morning. And the anxiety (laughs) of going to a place where I can't have somebody take him for the morning. Right. You know, which is why it's so nice in those early trips. We said it's okay, Like, go to a house, invite some people, have the support because you're going to need it. You're still away, but you're just traveling with
1: support. I do think it's an important point that you make that a vacation at this stage of babyhood, of, of, you know, parenthood is in fact being able to have a couple of drinks and not be under house arrest in yes. a hotel where you have yes. to turn off the light and right. be quiet or you know, maybe if there's, you're lucky to have a, a veranda that you can go out on, yeah. you know. Or worrying but,
3: about your kids jumping on the floor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, and making noise. That's the other anxiety yes. is that the walls are thin. Well, even right. just yeah. having
2: the lights off in the hotel room, you know, the baby goes to sleep at like 7, 7.30 and it's like lights off and you're a oh, hostage in your hotel room totally. so you're thing. in the bathroom i mean <laughs> having a glass of wine because have you, you done that <laughs> oh of course yeah because we, like we've where all do done you it. go but but Lori, that was one of the best things about your trip to paris when you brought your baby monitor and it worked in the restaurant downstairs so you can actually keep the baby upstairs
0: and go downstairs yeah, and, and still. i caught some shit for that too but that's another why i'll, I'll tell I you think in a that's second brilliant. no but so, I,
1: I did that too actually yeah. early on in an inn which was better because it wasn't a proper hotel. It was actually, like, up a flight of stairs, sort yeah. of a, 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 a like or feeling home. in a house. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's another way to frame those early mm-hmm. days of travel. It's like, listen, the beauty of travel at that stage is just having a new environment, mm-hmm. like being able to look at a lake. It doesn't have right. to be, <laughs> like, spectacular. Right. It's just a change of scenery, and that, it just, you reframe it. That's yeah. and all. And it's more
3: about mm-hmm. your experience
0: than their experience. Sure. You're not getting yes. much out of it. Yep. Yes. And the fun thing, too, you would think I will be stuck in a hotel room from 6 o'clock on, but in Paris, the jet lag worked in our favor, so... Haley was going to bed at like 10, 11, 12 at night. We were on an adult schedule. So we actually so like, smart. took her to the Louvre at 9 p.m. on a Friday night mm. when it actually wasn't that crowded and, you know, strapped her on our fronts in the Bjorn and just kind of puttered around. And we stayed up late and we had bottles of wine. I can't remember the last time I stuck around somewhere to have a bottle of wine. And Usually, she
2: slept in in the morning. Yeah, she slept yeah. in the
0: morning until like 10. So we'd have <sighs> breakfast in the room. We wouldn't get out until noon or 1, but we didn't care. Because mm-hmm. like you said, you're just, you want to change a scene. You, you want to do that place like a local. So we were we were the kind of travelers who would normally do three museums in a day right. and we were cracked out like that. And this time we maybe did one thing each day. Mm-hmm. And if that one thing was just walking around Ille St. Louis eating ice cream and window shopping, we still felt like we got Absolutely. our day's worth, you know, mm-hmm. it's it is a vacation. Yeah. And even being in the hotel
1: and having room service and your kids having pancakes and you're sitting on the bed together, that's a different, you know, it's not what you would have normally done in your pre-kid life, but that becomes a little magical
0: family experience that they remember, which is really sweet. And the, um, the whole monitor thing. So we brought an Amazon cloud cam, which is not a plug. I just swear it had you use it on Wi-Fi, and you download an app onto your phone, and you can go within a short distance and just watch your baby. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we did go downstairs in the ho- It was a hotel with like 16 rooms in the 6th arrondissement, and Le Comptoir, which is our favorite restaurant, was right downstairs. Mm-hmm. So it was New Year's Eve. We wanted to do something. We didn't want to be in bed at 9 p.m. So we put her to bed, and then we snuck downstairs, and we had a full four-course meal. Amazing. That's and awesome. And I it took me like. Two drinks. I kept watching every like thirty minutes, and then Greg would take my phone away and say like You have to wait another forty five mm-hmm. before you look again." But <laughs> there's a beep. You know, you you're still monitoring them. Although, like I said, I did like on Facebook on the comments section. I caught some shit for leaving her alone. Oh, but nothing yeah, yeah. yeah. happened in the hotel.
2: Yeah, you could stay right in Vegas, if you baby. <laughs> I fully but, support that decision,
1: Roman. And it's very also. I mean, you if you go, you know, to so many places like in Denmark or whatever, like people leave their strollers outside and, outside and you the know, as American, right? you like ask with the baby, a in, gas, it. With a baby yeah. in it, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> says the Let's New Yorker, clear. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that it's there's a level of trust, and you know, you 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 have greater admiration for those cultures that really like you know value yeah. parents and family, oh right. or and, yeah. like in
3: in Greece where we were when my young was five, there were restaurants where she could just sort of wander around after she got bored after 10 minutes and people would play with her and talk to yeah. her and someone would pick her up and, you know, I, I think there are
0: cultures that are just more kid-friendly that way. And that's kind of what I loved about this package too. And in researching it, we talked to so many people in our network and around the world who are all parents, right? I mean, we just blasted everyone we knew and the lessons that were learned over the course of your child's life. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have a one-year-old. You have a two-year-old. You have a college band. I have- Can I talk about those? <laughs> sure, yes.
3: I, my kids are not really kids anymore. Well, two of them aren't. They're 19, 17, and 12. And my oldest, uh, you know, you get to a point where you actually put them on a plane to Europe by themselves, you know? But they feel confident and self-directed in doing it because they've been traveling their whole lives. Well, you
1: did an amazing trip. I mean, this on the other end of the spec, we've been talking about the littles for a while you with your 18, then 18 year mm-hmm. old, you did a magical trip to Kyoto. Yeah.
3: Well, it was great because it really dovetailed with my son, Sam's interests. He had been taking a class on Eastern philosophy and was intrigued by Buddhism. And he's always been a very adventurous eater. And so we went to Tokyo for a couple of days, but then Kyoto for four days. And he just, I mean, he'd, he'd never been to Japan, let alone Asia, and the thing that was so remarkable to him was that it was both recognizable in the way that, you know, modern and, you know, sneaker stores and um, all the manga and, you know, that he loved Anime, pop culture. Right, but it's just so utterly different from the, you know, behavior of shopkeepers who put so much care and intention in the way Mm -hmm. they, like, wrap up a piece of mochi and hand it over to just the history of the temples and the um, incredible heaviness of that experience to be in a place that's like a thousand years old. Um, so not only did we sort of tour some of the classic temples and shrines in Kyoto, but we had a couple of sessions through the, the hotel we were staying at, the Ritz-Carlton Kyoto. We had um, a pre-dawn tea ceremony with it, like a third generation tea master in the dark. Um, with It was pounding rain on the roof of this like 16th century tea house. It was unbelievable and just mesmerizing. And then because he was interested in Buddhism, we did an early morning um, meditation session in a Zen temple with a, you know, a, a robed, bald monk. And it was 45 minutes and just like that he could that he not only sort of you know, managed to get through, but was actively interested and had kind of directed us to do that. It was just, it was just so moving for me as yeah. a parent to see that he, he was no longer being sort of dragged around to do these cultural things, but was like actively interested in them.
1: I think mm-hmm. it's also mm-hmm. a good sort of uh, reminder that sometimes doing, it's very hard and sometimes not economically, you know, possible to um, do separate trips with your kids, but there is nothing mm-hmm. like. Traveling alone with your kid, and you know you have to deal with the ones who get left behind. Mm-hmm. You know the other the other parent and the other sibling, and sometimes like their school breaks don't match up, and mm-hmm. that's a reason to do it. But any excuse, even to do two days alone with your kid, um, if you have multiples, you know it's um, it's an experience like no other. And if they get to direct that, and somehow it dovetails to your point with whatever their their interests are, um, you know there was one year that a couple of years ago we went to Istanbul. It was the trip that I wanted to do and that my husband wanted to do, but it happened to coincide with my older son doing a study on on Islam. So Mm. in school. So he was the one that was basically telling us about the architecture and, and, you know, Mm. uh, Ottoman Empire. He knew everything about it. And how old was
0: he at the time? uh, He would have been, uh, let's see, maybe 12. That's kind of spot on, right? We were talking about what's the right age to do these ancient civ Mm -hmm. courses abroad, kind of. And. You edited an amazing story about a woman who took her kids out of school for three months, right? To go to yeah. like Greece and Turkey or, no, Greece, Israel.
3: Am um, I making that up? Yeah, no, it's correct. Um, yes, Italy, uh, Israel, Turkey, Greece, but inspired really by her kids' love for. Rick Riordan, those oh, li- yeah. lightning yeah, yeah, books. Yeah. My kids never got into them. But anyway, yeah, the they, they were, they were yeah. totally obsessed mm-hmm. with ancient mythology and it helped give her trip a through line mm-hmm. so that they there was something they were interested in that they already knew, they brought some knowledge to already. And like mythology, Greek mythology, mm-hmm. like it's, it's so fun. and so accessible. Um, oh, they also went to Norway in the Norse Mythology, um, trolls, and the, yeah, and things. exactly. And um, yeah. but but just that she like to me that was always my dream that I was too chicken to do to really commit to whether it's a year or it's a couple months to just shape your your life in such a way that you can actually do such an immersive trip like that. I think is amazing. it's amazing. So cool. Yeah.
1: I also think that it's important to note that like our children are not all prodigies. That these are little like little <laughs> pockets of passion that we are running with, and that they are equally excited about. You know, we will we you know went to Rome and specifically around um, you know a soccer game when my children were and continue to be obsessed with soccer, and we travel with a soccer ball. In I was going to say yeah, it's always it's travel. on the
3: other end yeah. of the spectrum, or if you can't carry a soccer ball a tennis ball will do sometimes. <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> but I think that's what
2: made, it, like working on this package and the way we organized it was by age. And I think that's such a an important takeaway from it is riff on what the kids are interested in mm-hmm. at that point because otherwise, I mean, I assume it's way less fun to have a kid like kicking and screaming and like, I want to go. Don't yeah, do it doesn't this? work
3: to force feed them museums and yeah. gardens if they're not going to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, go ahead.
2: Oh, oh what I was going to say is it helps to have this sort of like laid out in front of you to say, okay, at four and five, they're going to be interested in these things. And as they get older, like this is when this moment hits. And this is when, like Pilar, when you were talking about safari, mm-hmm. you know, there's like that sweet spot of mm-hmm. time. And it, yeah. that to me is so helpful to know this and to just be aware of it. that.
1: Yeah, before too many years go yeah, by and yeah. you miss your, like with, safari I took my younger one that was one of the ones that we did alone and and, you know I sort of never heard the end of it from the other two (laughs) members of my family but uh, but He was at this point, he was eight years old at the time and and still is a huge animal lover, much more so than the other one. So I felt a little bit better about Mm -hmm. that. And the other kid was a Mm self-proclaimed European city person. That doesn't sound totally obnoxious. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And also, you know, um, a kid who has a turntable and is obsessed with all things old. But anyway, you know, it was this magical sweet spot, to your point, you know, within like, I would say, you know, six to to like 12, you know, mm-hmm. especially before they're totally obsessed with their friends and needing to text and, you know, on their devices full time and, and you know, there's still that magical sort of window where
0: they will engage that way.
1: And then you get to sleep in the bed with them at night, yeah. which is so sweet. Well, the, the
0: way you described it, I think you said it was pre-braces, they still sleep with their stuffy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's so vivid. I, yeah. I, of course, it's of course so they're going to be really into like everything from the beetle to the elephant. You and know? no mm-hmm. BO. Yeah. Just this, <laughs> yeah. Like, sweet smelling
1: little sylph oh. of a How child. How does that last?
0: <laughs> uh, well, we're, we're heavily in the BO.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Around 12 yeah. to pass
3: a threshold. Yeah.
0: But there's a, the thing that stuck with me, Alex, that you talked about was the, I think it was the France trip where you went to all the castles oh, yeah. with your kids and
3: that Talk about force is, feeding. Yeah. <laughs> that's
0: like the ultimate but they hated well, it, this right? This was like
3: one segment of a six week trip so I guess in their defense they had already been dragged through a lot but so we were in the Loire Valley, which I thought would be a perfect place to go together because it's full of castles, like wineries for me. Um, but, then, but then I think we had, I'd planned three castles in one day, it's historical places. Like some of them are furnished, some have like armor in them. I thought that's great. The boys will love the armor and some have moats you can boat around and then some have gardens. Well, we hit, I think it wasn't even the third. I don't think we got to the third. We got to the second and there, I, there was like an intervention. The kids <laughs> just said, enough stop it. We hate this. We hate this trip. We can't see another dusty old castle. That's what one of them, a dusty old castle. And I threw a fit. It was like, you know, a, a mutual meltdown. And so, uh, you know, I, I was so angry with them because here I had to like plan this whole thing and I quit my job actually in order to do this. And we got in the car and we drove on silence and then we passed a like town fair and there was a bouncy castle literally <laughs> a bouncy castle in this french town like, Here's and your they castle. were like stop the car <laughs> so we all get out they get you know they go and they jump for half an hour in the bouncy castle and they couldn't have been happier and i was like okay i get it it's like one for me and one for you mm, yeah, and that's, that's how rule. we proceeded with the rest of our trip where i realized like it's not a winning strategy to just try to overdo it with them yeah so we played a lot of mini golf You need
2: to, but if you're playing mini golf in France, like that's cool,
1: right? It's better. It's got to be better. It's actually. um, We took one of the first trips we did was Paris when the boys were eight and five, and there are so many beautiful playgrounds. Mm. So we would do was it was like that. Like we were we sort of plotted our you know our walking route around beautiful playgrounds so that we playgrounds in Europe are just Stockholm has some great ones too. Stockholm is just made for children. I mean it just is a is a culture that is completely made for children. All the little islands and even
0: yeah. just reading about the amusement parks on the islands, like, I mm-hmm. wanted to go. It sounds amazing. Yeah. Swiss it's,
3: playgrounds are like little clean cities. Amazing, <laughs> you know? Then, I mean, it's really incredible. So, I mean, you really could, to your point, Lord, but you having to sort of give up the idea that you're going to have the trip that you yeah. used to have, you won't. But there will be other discoveries like that where you would never hang out in a playground. Or, But it, they're so beautifully engineered and kept yeah. and, to, you know, keep the kids busy.
1: And also in cities, you think, oh, well, cities are, you know, hard with kids. And the reality is, there's so many little, especially a city like Paris, I mean, not to harp on that because there are many that are like this, but that, you know, you can have a a crepe, you know, Mm -hmm. from a crepe stand Mm -hmm. and then you go and you have a little macaron, you have a, you know, you can make it be little, little snacks and treats along Mm -hmm. the way that are edible and other, you know, I mean, they don't all have to be food, but, you know, a Ferris wheel here, a soccer, you know, it's a great way to make friends back to the soccer. It's like mm-hmm. in any city, it's the universal language. You go to a park, you make a little friend, you kick mm-hmm. the soccer ball around, then you can squeeze in another museum. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's the thing also. It's like, if you go to the Louvre, have a plan. Or if you go to any major museum, like, you know, plot three. I mean, we always use um, context uh, tours. They have, uh, they have, you know, specialists, art historians. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're young graduate students, so they're fun. And, you know, we get somebody to meet us so that they really sort of distill whether it's the museum or within a certain walking range within a city to kind of not overwhelm. And then they have these like, you know, in in Venice, we looked for the lion. The lion is sort of the symbol of Venice. So we would look, you know, in in all of the Mm. um, the friezes or that wherever in the monuments we would look up and find, you know, or the Medici balls or whatever it was uh, in Florence little things to keep them engaged along the way which is always really helpful. Yeah, and
3: even if you if you don't have a guide or a specialist in a city, mm-hmm. just planning well enough ahead that you pre-buy like museum tickets or like we got right cut right to the front of the line mm-hmm. to see um, the Sistine Chapel seal, you know, oh, and yeah. kids just, right. you cannot stand in a line with them. No. It's yeah. just, you and a line lose is the day.
0: anything more than 10 minutes and you yeah. I toast. Mean, it's like you basically used half your credit with yeah. the line. Right. right. Like that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. have to get them like two ice creams immediately yeah. after. <laughs> I like um, the idea of doing tours around stuff they love. Like the Harry Potter tour of London is something I want to do when mm-hmm. <laughs> Haley's 10 or 11. I just, it's so easy. There's muggle tours. There's, you don't have to necessarily go like deep history you can do pop culture references mm-hmm. right and like you said we were talking about greece and if they're reading the odyssey being able to call out points in the odyssey or around the peloponnese
3: mm-hmm. yeah yeah i do think you know we, we've talked about timing things to the right age but we did like a civil rights oriented tour i mean it wasn't like hardcore or anything like we were in memphis to listen to the music go to the stacks records in graceland but we also went to the um MLK Civil Rights Museum which was amazing and then drove to Nashville and we as as part of that might have been another trip we went to Montgomery, Alabama with oh, had cool. incredible monuments to like the horrible history of slavery there but it's just these teachable moments that don't feel like you're cramming mm-hmm. yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. No we talked about
0: that a little bit more in this issue and Birmingham has an incredible Civil Rights Museum too with like Holographs and uh, history of the Klan and they have a a Freedom Rider bus that you can sit in. Did you go there or
3: in Montgomery? Mm -hmm. There's
0: um, you can go sit
3: at the back of the bus and you know It's experiential for kids and helps like bring these these important subjects alive when you did that? That was maybe three years ago. So, you all know, like went? teenagers to them. like, all yes. Oh, my, the whole bus. The whole brood. <laughs> um, Mother Hubbard just kind of. Um, yeah, no, I think they were like middle, uh, early high school, middle school. Yeah. yeah. I also think
1: the buddying up of, you know, culture plus something that's purely just play is is a nice sort of, you know, a, a nice system. Um, if you're going to do any European city in the summertime, it's pretty rough because it's, mm-hmm. you know, especially the big cities where there's a lot of ground to cover, it's hot, mm. it's crowded, you don't know why you're there when you're there. But there are certain things if you're Flying in and out of Rome, then you piggyback something that's by the water for a few days so that it sort of becomes the reward for something that's a little bit like, okay, we've earned our, you know, water time basically. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just a nice way to do it. And then, you know, road trips are nice in Europe too, as a nice sort of way into slightly more adventurous, you know, beyond a kind of, you know, American or Caribbean or Hawaii Mm -hmm. or Mexico beach vacation to kind of do the,
0: the homework and, and fun.
3: Yeah.
0: When would you start road tripping? We talked about whether there's like a too early age. I. How when oh, they're do we, really
3: little, they sleep, which is right. which which kind of I mean, we always Until say. Until they don't.
0: <laughs> you're in that stage <laughs> oh right
2: now. Oh, my God. And then they just want to run, run, run. Yeah. When do you guys start <laughs> taking road trips? We just trips? Always, always road to too. Because yeah. it was,
1: in some ways, it's the easiest. Yeah. Um, and I just remember, actually, you're reminding me when Henry was about Two mm-hmm. two plus and he after a certain number of hours in the car, he would arch his back yeah, yeah. and say, out!
2: gee out.
1: I gee out <laughs> <It's kind laughs> would be of where like, we are. Let's get out. You know? like <laughs> he starts out. trying to escape from the harness yeah. and yeah. Be like oh, No, nice. right. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah. the thing. You just I think the thing you have to be mindful of is not being so ambitious with yeah. the lengths with the driving lengths. Like you gotta take a ton of breaks and yeah. and really mm-hmm. like stop for breakfast, stop for lunch. Mm-hmm. Like, don't power through, mm-hmm. um, right. you know, or, you know, do if it's like we're going to power through until so that we get to bed at a reasonable hour, whatever yeah. it is. But just, you know, not to cram too much, but to really just slow it down.
3: Mm-hmm. You yeah. You know, we also it, got to know the backs of many gas stations, you know, rest <laughs> yeah, stops where mm-hmm. there's like a, a grassy hill the, <laughs> <totally> <laughs> and the, <it's> like <laughs> run up and down for 15 minutes.
0: <laughs> well, we talked about like how little kids are so excited for those moments. They don't care. They're like, yes, cool convenience store where all this candy, you know, I can have all of it. Or they're really into the Sonic milkshakes or the McDonald's stop on the highway or whatever. I mean, th- yeah. it doesn't take much to make them happy. That's the thing, too, is like you got to, on
1: vacation, you get to break your own rules. Like, you yes, know, we had an, a to gasp, junk. we had... McDonald's in Japan after like multiple days where it's like the food capital. And they, my kids loved it and they're great eaters, but they're like, mom, can we do something super crazy that you would never let super us crazy. do? <laughs> you know? um, because, you know, we're, you know, we're a fairly healthy family, but you know and we push them to be good eaters and adventurous that way and i was like yeah like we we break and and we have rituals too like every time we we fly into la we stop at an in and out mm-hmm. because you yeah. can't get in and out outside of california mm-hmm. or the west coast and you know so those little things and it's like if you can I'm kind of slightly rules oriented. So, you know, <laughs> um, if you can be you can break your rules, then travel becomes that sort of, you know, that
3: place where then they can get excited about those. Yeah. Little, well, it's a way to get buy in. Like in yeah. Italy, we had a first we began with, you know, OK, unlimited gelato in a day. But then it turned into a contest of (laughs) who can eat the most gelato in a day. And the truth is like they couldn't eat more than three or four (laughs) tiny little, you know, the scoops are like a quarter the size of a scoop of Häagen-Dazs. And so to turn into a competition, like who can eat the most gelato in a day was fun for everybody. What do you do when you
0: have kids who refuse, you know, everyone does, who refuse to eat anything other than chicken fingers and fries? I mean, do you... I actually think that travel, like, for, there's no choice in some places, you know.
1: So there is... They will, you'll always find something, whether it's bread and an egg or whatever it is. There's always something that you can find. And, you know, there are fries lots of places. So, like, fries become the sort of gateway mm-hmm. um, that say, you know what? Well, now try an oyster, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, I'll give you fries if you try an oyster. And, you know, again, you know, I think that it's true. It's It's easier said than done. But actually when you're there... Kids start to redefine themselves because they also they they're it's bragging rights actually yeah. to actually try things on foreign soil. My kids are far more adventurous on foreign soil because they have to be than when they're at home. Then I start to sort of cater to them a little bit, and that's you know, and it's a good reminder that
0: you shouldn't. Um, it's just sometimes easier than putting up the fight, you
3: right.
1: know.
0: Well, you guys are all so well traveled too. Were there trips in this package that inspired you that you were like, oh, I hadn't thought of that? The one for me was Bhutan. Yeah, I was gonna totally. say
3: anything that Sophie Roberts did. Right. Yeah, she's totally. just so <laughs> oh adventurous her with of... her kids. She'll yeah. take them everywhere. It's incredible. Yeah. Have no, you that been to one Bhutan? too.
1: I haven't. Mm-hmm.
3: And she took her son to Papua New Guinea. But yes. actually, it was such a great story because she has been this was her third trip to Papua New Guinea, if you can believe it. And but she tailored this one to be kind of a little bit mellower, like it can be fairly rough and edgy and, um, a couple of the trips that she did like up the Sepik river and, you know, you're sleeping like, you know, like a barely enclosed tent. Um, and this, she stayed along the Eastern coastline, um, stayed in a couple of small eco lodges, but because it's safe there, her kid who was maybe 10 or 11 had a bit of independence, um, could go sort of mingle in the local community, um, and had his own adventure and didn't have to sort of be under her watch, um. And just what a different place to experience. Yeah, I think um, I think that just enough independence mm-hmm. is you a put, key. Put like some guardrails so that they can't get hurt, but you know, but they,
1: that they're free to explore mm-hmm. a little bit. And that's not always even in places that are sort of seemingly more safe. It's actually you know um, we had a similar we, we were in Ponza a couple of summers ago, an island um, off of Lazio in in um, the Med and the boys went you know we had we stayed in a little hotel and we we brought some food in and we said you guys go get a little pizza and whatever and they like actually brought it they went into town cuz there're very few cars they're mostly scooters and bicycles and it's a tiny little island they walked down the two of them we gave them some money <laughs> they picked up you know like you know and in some ways being on in a in a foreign country
0: that's easier to do than here, than mm-hmm. in in the states. And well, where know? their smiles so big when they got back, were they just like we have. Well, pizza.
1: that's the <laughs> thing. They, they're proud of themselves <laughs> yeah. when they do stuff like that. You know, and it's and and you don't even have to. It doesn't even have to be so exotic to get that. Mm-hmm. You know, to get that feeling. Uh, the other story that it is not maybe not. I think it's not in this package. Is um, she took her son to to Mongolia, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah which is pretty adventurous. And then,
2: <laughs> pretty. I'll say. <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah, it's pretty adventurous. But I think also, um, like Becca's piece in mm-hmm. this um, package about the Orcas yeah. Islands and just going to a place, um, she says, like, it it never changes. You know, 20 years they've been going and it's, it's still exactly the same. And I think there's something really nice about mm-hmm. the return trip, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and uh, incorporating some kind of tradition Or, like, yeah, yeah, we're going to go here every year. We're going to have the same
0: experience, and it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, you create nostalgia.
2: Yeah, because I think those are powerful.
0: I mean, this is the happiest memories, even even if it's just like Disney World every year, right? Which is something my family did. We road tripped a lot, but I didn't get on a plane until I was 16, I think. Yeah. And, um, but that, I mean, I don't have one bad memory of any of those trips. Right, maybe when we got a little older and we got fussier, but we were teenagers, right?
2: And that's, I think, what we did in this package, like doing the the, the trip and then doing like a more advanced, like the reach trip, which is nice because you want to have the option of like, okay, this is what I can handle. Maybe I can push it a little bit and handle something a little more far flung, or you know, a little bit that feels a little bit beyond my mm-hmm. reach right. at this mm-hmm. point. Well, where or do th- you
0: think you're gonna go, LDC with Charlie mm-hmm. soon?
2: Um, I don't know. I, at this point, I need a vacation with just my husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also but really valid. Also, right. And a date night
0: on those trips, too, if you can. Yeah.
2: You know, I just, the thing about traveling with him now is I feel like he's at this point where he's sort of on the cusp of, like, knowing so much more than, like, knowing and remembering. And, mm-hmm. like, next year we can go on a trip and he'll retain some of it and actually know what he's experiencing, Mm -hmm. I think. And that to me is when the real fun starts, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily need to like take him to a beach and just like chill out there. I don't like I don't really feel the need for a trip like that. I want and this this goes back to the reason why we wanted to have kids was to like have these experiences with them and have them be a participant in it. Mm -hmm. And so to me. Like, for our package, like, I look at the trips at, like, four, five, six,
1: and it's, like, that to me is when the real fun starts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's... um I think you know when they're a little bit younger, a lot of people do just need that sort of physical break. Yeah, and you go to a place where they can run freely and splash around in the water, and you know, you it, when they're really little and you're watching them like a hawk in the mm-hmm. water, then that's a new different form of stress. But yeah. <laughs> if you go to a, you go to a place where they're you know maybe you're not the only set of eyes, right. um, Or you can you know they can participate in some activity and you can have like a minute to read yeah. a book and then you are with them again, you know, I'm not in favor of the, like, park them at a kids club all day. Sure. Um, because I am. <laughs> <laughs> Debate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. I actually think it depends. Like, sometimes you need that, but I think it's got to be a mix, you yeah. know. I
3: wouldn't do it for an entire trip, but it'd yeah. be great for half a day. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Half a day. Yeah. For
1: sure. For sure. And that's, I think, the point of so many of those. Like, there's, you know, you give yourself the out so that yeah. you do get to have, you can dip in and out of it. It's not, I mean, I, you know, i There are some people who will – they need that break and they need it for all day and Mm -hmm. that's fine and no judgment there because – and then maybe the next day they don't, you know, avail themselves and and then they're fully present and I think that's equally – Right. you know, um, important. That I think,
3: you, And just it, in, in just one, in defense of kids clubs. Um, I <laughs> when think they're many good, of they're them, great. When they're good, right, because we think of them as just being like, you know, the, the places where kids are thrown in and locked in a room all day, but so many of them now have like their nature centers and oh, they take yeah, that, you know, yeah. great. we were, uh, my kids, uh, or my youngest one did one in a, in a Four Seasons in Hawaii and they would take them like to then like look at turtle eggs and all these things that I wouldn't have the patience or know how to do. So yeah. they're getting a whole Experience. It's like quasi educational, but Mm -hmm. also fun and outdoorsy. And you're drinking a Mai Tai. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. I think it
0: depends on what you're craving, too. You know, like right now, you're craving some downtime, like the chance to sleep in, the chance to have a drink. Yeah. We're all working moms. Like we might just crave time with our kid. Yeah. Like a week straight where you get to hang out with your whole family unit. Mm -hmm. That's a special thing now. So. Find a trip that fits what you need at well, that time. Well, and
1: also you're going to be a different person on every trip. So some days you might be the mom who is like, wow, this my kid is totally engaged in the kids club. And then the other trip is going to be, this is going to be all about this kid and we're never going to be apart. And mm-hmm. and those are, you can be the same person and have those different modes. And yeah. I think that's the thing is like permission for all of those
0: modes. Mm-hmm. And depending on what your state is. <laughs> So (laughs) if you're listening, I hope you are, let us know what you think. Thank you, guys. This was really, really fun, and I I had a great time putting this together and learning a lot from the moms who've been doing this a little bit longer than I have. But seriously, let us know. We are on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, You can tweet at us, Facebook. Um, we also have a really great Women Who Travel podcast and a Facebook group attached to that. So please, if you are a, a woman who loves to travel, listen and sign up. We're going to go around real quick and please just tell me where people can find you on social. Uh, Lauren. Instagram at LD Carlo.
1: Uh, Pilar. Pilar at Instagram, Pilar underscore Guzman.
0: Instagram
3: and Twitter at
0: WordMover. That's Alex Postman. And I'm at Laura underscore Redmond on Instagram. Thanks and have a good week.